It's a good check. It's <laughs> fighting. Fighting is easier from outside the cage. Um, fighting's still not easy, though, Raph, which means it's time for verbal tap because I am sore. No. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, a less sore, but probably equally as beaten up, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you? I'm still sore, too, dude. It's, uh, it's something I've been trying not to tell you about how much jiu-jitsu still hurts while you've been in recovery, but I feel we're at the phase where we should probably discuss that now. Maybe. I woke, I woke up this morning where I was like lifting both eyelids. was like, no, you're, uh, you're fine. <laughs> you're going to be good. Like eight, eight, nearly fell asleep at my desk. Got home, laid down for three hours. It's like, I need a hot shower with some THC and... <laughs> Uh, does anyone have any good painkillers? But can you bathe in THC? Oh, one hundred percent. Did and have in mm. the last forty-eight hours. Mm, it's a part you. of the wellness crystals. <laughs> Rap, I'm in on it all. I'll bathe in it. Yeah, if it'll reduce inflammation, <laughs> throw that shit in a steaming pile of water, and I'll Would go. You... Talk about wellness crystals. It makes me think that there's something that the Power Rangers need to get before they can form their Zords. They would be wise to try this. Mm. And that would be a fun Netflix adult take on Power Rangers <laughs> series. It's like, first they go through Kevin's crystal bath. Uh, well, just make a Kevin's well, crystal bath. Then we can invite anyone. I also like the new theme song, which is like, go, go, power or don't. Whatever. You know, it's up to you, dog. I mean, how's your uh, body feeling? Is it tingling? Are you okay? For an extra $40, I'll drop a tab of acid in. You will have the time of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Raph, that that small glimpse aside, we have an awesome show with Gabe Calvento. This evening, we're going to reveal the winner of Over Under UFC 231. We're going to talk UFC 231, especially you two, Mm. since you saw it. So that's helpful. Some of us did. I and I did try. We'll explain later, but I did yeah. try. So I, I, much like the guy that left our heating and air, he was like, "I did my best with the heater." It was like, oh, did someone man. hire you to do your best? <laughs> like we we ordered the industry standard, my man. So if you could go back and just do that, I don't care what your best is. Hold on, did he give you a shrug? He did. He honestly was no. like, you know, the heater was leaking, but did my best and strolled out like, well, you two should be satisfied because handyman Tony did his best. So who could be upset about that? But Raph, mm. you're going to be covering IBJJF worlds and you yes. want to give people the chance to get in on yeah. some coverage. A lot of the people listening to this podcast are practitioners. We know that they're headed. Yes. Jiu-Jitsu worlds where they know someone that's headed to Nogi Worlds. You and Kid A are teaming up to do what? So here's the deal, guys. Matches happen. Matches are weird. Sometimes you sit there and you think, man, I really wish somebody would photograph this because Flow Grappling won't let me use a video. And, man, I don't even know if I get a screen grab if somebody's going to come after me, but I definitely can't put video up. What's the next best thing? You ask for somebody to give you photo coverage. And here's the thing, Kev. I'm credentialed to do that. So I'm going to tell you this. Here's what we're doing for you guys. So with everybody else, I'm charging 50 bucks per match. Okay? For you guys, our Verbal Tap fans, 40. 40 per match. Now, I want you guys to understand something. You could go to other people. But, period. Think about that. A lot of people try to do the hard sell. I'm literally coming in and saying, like, "Mm, I'm not going to hard sell you. You either want coverage or you don't. But I will tell you this. If you come up to me while the event has started and you ask me to cover your match, please do not be surprised when the price goes up exponentially. Because, Kev, without fail, it happens. Somebody forgets to get coverage and then they go, hey, can I get like you to take some photos of me? And last year they even did this where they looked at my sister. They snapped their fingers and go, hey, I need coverage. And my sister was like, yeah, okay, bye. No, 
snapping. So why not avoid all that? Take the great deal. And more importantly, support those of us who do the great things on the other side of the mats. Because it's not just you guys who compete. It's us who are going out there and covering you every week. So we want to be equal on this partnership and we want to give you a good deal. So get in touch with me the way you can do it. You can hit up kidaphotography at gmail.com. You can hit me up on all the DMs or wherever you feel the most comfortable. And that is on all at Verbal Tap Cast. But we'd love to take care of you and we'd love to get photos. And here's the thing. Say you don't want full photo coverage. We're probably going to be snapping some photos. And you can buy that over on our Smug Mug. And you can look for that at kidaphotography.com. So we'll be posting on that regularly throughout the week. And that's what I got for you. Three days of great no-gi grappling. And even if you don't buy coverage from us, come say hi. I'll be friendly to you. But I'll be really friendly to those people who actually buy coverage. I like this. All right. Raph, I'm looking forward to Worlds. People can view the coverage, obviously, if they choose to participate in the flow grappling semi-period scheme. Not complete period scheme. Look, I am going to talk to you about some things that are a little bit more assured as we mm-hmm. move into our UFC 231 coverage. And the first is that for just fifty nine ninety five, you can get the NS North-South 200 men compression spots black spats that you know trust and will cover you. There's nothing better than this. Their rash guards are affordable. They're unbelievable gray, navy, and as I was wearing the night camo, north-south underwear. We'll cover you. Go to northsouthjujitsu.com. Free shipping on orders over $80. That's in the U.S. and in Canada. Sorry to the other six continents listening to this podcast, but you can still get some pretty good shipping deals. 30-day money-back guarantee. Head on over to northsouthjujitsu.com. Look the part. Raph, we already talked about this. We don't want something that's un- qualified nutrition Mm -mm. that's how you end up in the frozen chicken nuggets aisle we want people that are conscious about the environment we want people that are focused on what's best for us especially if we're going to be consuming a nutritional beverage we want something proven provennutrition.com backslash raf 10 backslash kevin 10 not both you have to pick one no you have to pick you have to pick one this is a real Robert and Edward. Did I get those names right? Jacob. I don't think so. Jacob. This is a real Edward and Jacob. Damn it. It's Pattinson. Yeah, it's Edward and Jacob. It's a real Edward and Jacob situation. <laughs> Head on over to provennutrition.com. Forget both of those names. And either go Kevin Ten or Rap Ten. Nutritional beverage mixes for sustained energy enhanced performance. Now, we are so pleased to introduce you to Gabe Calvento for round two of the Gabe Roastage. UFC 231. But now, I'm going to hit record. <laughs> when asked, did you yeah, teach a good. class after he said, <laughs> I've been at work? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, God, I don't know what it's like in those 10 Planet Gyms. I'm not introducing him, Rap. I'm just throwing some teaser in. You're you're up. You're up. <laughs> okay, Kev. I won't do it. Not after his cavalier attitude on over under last time. <laughs> I don't have the bullshit tolerance one requires to whatever. It's time for verbal tap. Everyone gets it. It's UFC two thirty one. Bring on whoever you brought on last time. It, well, it's Gabe on two, but here's the thing. Gabe, you just got done teaching, coaching, doing a whole bunch of yes, shit. Sir. So you right now, this is you. Hold with on, a rap. Lot of I know what the class was. Was it being lame, advanced? No, no that's <laughs> well, rare. Oh, he said burn early. Kev, we're not playing the game anymore, so you don't have to insult them, but I will allow it because that's great when you do. I do want to ask, though, Gabe. What do you normally feel like when you do get done teaching? Are you a person who starts to like get really tired and exhausted, or do you have the adrenaline because you are actually active? Like, what happens to you after you're done? No, I'm absolutely exhausted. I cannot wait to leave. I hate this. <laughs> Ooh, okay, well, that's going to be a great promo uh, one of these days that we'll go and splice in. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll use that for martial arts, for training, for whatever. 
<laughs> were you were you coaching the MMA side or were you doing more personal fitness today? No, I was doing personal fitness right now. Okay, great. Okay, well, good, good, good. So, Gabe, let me ask this. When you were watching over the weekend, how confident were you about your picks? Uh, I was not going to lie. I was pretty up in the air. I, 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 at first, I was confident when I, we were doing the, the first episode. But as soon as I saw like the first couple fights not go my way, I, I lost confidence pretty quickly. Okay, that happens. And here's the thing that people don't understand. We say it time and time again, which is everything's fine when you watch an event until you actually have said things on air and that other people can hear them. There is definitely a moment that goes through most people's brains when they say, oh, shit, did I say this person was unbeatable? Oh, no. So... It's pretty common. Kevin, how were you feeling when you were watching the fights? Well, that's a funny thing you ask, Raph, because mm. watching the fights is a relative term. I, mm. I definitely saw the prelims. I remember almost starting to black out um, genuinely <laughs> as Nina Azaroff won. Did not see the pay-per-view. Tried to watch it before this very show, and... I'm going to say ironically, because I technically work for the team directly responsible, (laughs) but pay-per-view on Comcast wasn't playing from the UFC. I was like, I'll rent it. Tonight will be a nice post-birthday haze of uh, wine and glory as I watch it and beat Gabe's ass. I was robbed (laughs) of all of those things. I didn't even know if I'd beaten Gabe's ass. And suddenly I was like, well, now I'm not going to find out until seconds before the podcast starts when I tally and argue with rap. So (laughs) this is upsetting to me. So I didn't see the fucking fights. I saw the GD results of the main event, which was what everyone was talking about. And I did see sort of some last exchanges that helped paint a picture. Uh, But I missed several parts of the card. So I watched... Drunken in uh, absolute bliss on Saturday. Okay, well, Gabe, just to fill you in, Kevin's birthday was this weekend. Yeah, so Kevin had his birthday yesterday, so that means that you know when we do the podcast, he's got to take time away. So they celebrated early over the weekend. He had some wine, he had some cheese. He was a cowboy for a minute, as one does on their birthday. (laughs) I just want to make it clear, though, Gabe. Kevin was trying to watch the fight, so a lot of the fight results is going to like actually fall on you and me. And if I'm being so honest, I was actually at Disneyland. But you know what's <laughs> even better than when you're at Disney Adventure when watching nines. the fights? It's Christmas, everyone. I, hey, hey, I paid attention a lot. But you know what's like my second favorite thing to do while waiting in line uh, while also watching fights? What? Giving Milton shit. Because... While I was waiting in line, you have some time to kill. And when you have some time to kill and you're trying to watch the fights, you don't see them all. Uh, I had asked Milton to give us some of his fight picks because he just said it was so easy to pick this one. He said that this particular UFC was a low degree of difficulty to pick correctly. So he gave me his picks. And it was very nice to ask him every once in a while. I was like, ooh, do you feel really good about that one, though? How come you didn't put Diego Lima though, Mel? That's uh, that seems really bad for you. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. How was his uh, win percentage? Well, we're gonna tell you that when we get to the results. But let's talk fights for a second. Why don't we talk about right. this, Kev? Do you like setting records here? I love setting records. Well, it's my I'm, second favorite thing. I'm gonna tell you someone who might not like have setting a record on their ultimate record, which is one, uh, Brian Ortega. Oh, uh, he lost. He did lose and it was a good fight. However, he absorbed the most amount of strikes. Uh, they might even say significant strikes, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Most significant strikes, right? Yeah. Of all time, <laughs> which Holy shit. yeah. How? How is that possible? Well, okay, Gabe, striking coach (laughs) to the stars. Tell us how. Uh, Max put it on. Max showed up. Like, that that was, I mean, 
we all knew Max would be capable of something like that. I mean, if you watch the Jose Aldo fight, and uh, and Brian has had a little bit of trouble occasionally. I mean, he, he's he's showing his his improvement in the striking department, but Max just looks so so free flowing. He was he was switching his stance. He was going to southpaw. He was going to the body a lot. It, that was just he just showed up that night. Kev, it was. Okay, and I want you guys to understand where this joke is coming from. <laughs> but around the third round, Kevin, I might have said the following joke, which was, if I didn't know any better, I would think that Brian Ortega is the one that had concussions. Just from the way he was looking, Max had such accuracy, and Brian Ortega had the heart of a lion trying to fight back as much as he could. However, Holloway kept connecting in a way that made me concerned. And apparently I wasn't the only one because by the time they got to the fourth round, there was a doctor stoppage. Now here's where it gets a little bit both in the sense of you're respecting Ortega's heart, but you're also concerned for him. The respect comes from Ortega saying, yeah, I would have died in there. I would have keep going. And I agree with the stoppage, which I have a lot of respect for him saying yeah, that stoppage was real because we get too used to fighters saying like, nah, dog, I was still in it when they clearly weren't. So we did have the peace of mind to know that. The other side was Henner, I think a little bit later saying as one of his coaches, he's like, I couldn't let you die in there, dude. So you do get a little sad that that person is there in the championship fight, but you kind of have to know what's best for the health of your fighter. Gabe, would you have been able to make that call? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel pretty confident saying that, like, honestly, if, if I can be real, it, it almost looked like they should have stopped that a little bit sooner. Mm. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I completely agree with the stoppage and I, I agree with all the coaches being on board about the stoppage. And yeah, I just couldn't agree more. Okay. Okay. Was there anything that you saw from Ortega that he was kind of getting right throughout the fight? I feel like that's why that that that's tough to do only because it's not that he was, I, I don't want to say he wasn't doing stuff right. It's just that, again, I, I just think Max was in a rare form that night. Um, I, but the thing is with Ortega, you always, his submissions are like a knockout punch. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Like it, yeah. it always has the chance of like, well, you never know. He might just guillotine him in the next couple seconds. That'll be that, you know? And so I, I, I understand that, like it's it's also like betting on a knockout punch. It's not the best bet, but I, I see why it's tough for people to kind of, you know, shut down the fight and say that's it because you never know. He this might be the time that Max kind of drops his level a little bit too much. They get in a clinch. You never know. They hit the ground, and then all of a sudden, he's caught in something. So, uh, yeah. I I see why they let that keep going. It's just it, it's tough too. Absolutely, and. Kev, if we're being very frank about the performance, part of the reason why I'm asking, is there anything that, you know, Gabe saw? It's simply because when you do talk about somebody getting pieced up very badly and you are talking about a submission game, we're talking that Brian knew somewhere around the second and third, maybe try to get some kind of takedown and he just kept getting stuffed. And that's normally... What you do if you've got somebody who's got really solid striking is you figure, well, let's get this to the ground and make it in my world. And Max was right there stuffing each one of those takedowns and and keeping it to the point where it was standing up to the point where, yeah, you do see that. And Kev, the record wasn't just set in that particular aspect with Brian Ortega's face. UFC 231 as a whole featured 1,000 674 significant strikes landed. Holy that is a shit. single event UFC record. God That's damn. So crazy. Yep. So, as Oprah would put it, you get CTE, you get CTE, everybody <laughs> gets CTE. <sighs> what can I say about that? Uh, okay, let's go to the, the next fight. It was a women's flyweight fight between Valentina and Joanna. It got to the point where last week Joanna was saying if she beats Valentina, she would be the baddest woman in all of MMA. Good news. Clearly, (laughs) that is not the case. We have some good results that might prove otherwise. 
what was your take on this fight, Gabe? Um, well, I got that one right. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> that wasn't my strong analysis I was looking for there, but I'm glad you put that out there. Decision victory. Sorry, Do you have comments on the decision victory outside of the fact that you fucking won it? You braggadocious coach. Um, I mean, I, I just, I just think there's something off about Joanna right now. Like, I, I don't know the, the weight cut might bugger the, the fact that like since Rose that might bugger, but all, all of that aside, I mean, I, I do think that, uh, Valentina really showed up there. She looked really good in flinches and she, <laughs> she did really well with stuffing, stuffing little takedown attempts. Her knees were gnarly. Um, front kick to the body. Uh, those those little things. I mean, she just it, it was that, that was a that was a clinic too. Kev, so he's talking about the fight. I want to talk more about the post fight press conference. There Excellent. were two significant things that happened that I think that you should be made aware of. This is normally when Joanna shines. She doesn't deal well with defeat. And Valentina <laughs> has a gun tattoo. So and you could tell me anything right now. And I'd be like, yup. <laughs> so go well, ahead. The first one's a little bit out of the norm, which is we were driving back from Disney Adventure. It's about 11 o'clock. We're going to my dad's house to pick up my puppy who was staying there while we were having fun eating and indulging in all of the great things of California adventure. And as I was listening to the press conference, you know, Kelly was kind of watching with me and then she goes, what's this chick's deal? And I go, Oh, Valentina, man, she had a great fight tonight. And I started explaining how Joanna said that she's the baddest in all of MMA and how other women might have something to say, like Amanda Nunes or how, I don't know, maybe the person who pieced her up before, thug might have an interjection or i don't know maybe cyborg hears this conversation and goes hey yeah guys okay no she's not and so cyborg say, by the way immediately crushes some steroids <laughs> on the table and oh, snorts no. them like it's a scarface extra scene and it's like i'm ready i'll kill anyone it's like you don't have to kill him i'll fight anyone that's just my take. I didn't hear so, if it was true or false. But. Kev, I literally map out the whole sequence for a minute and a half before I realized my wife fell asleep. Like, she was <laughs> in the passenger side. I, in the time it took me to explain all of the drama behind Joanna and Valentina within 90 seconds, she was out. Passed and I said, out. this has never happened before. This has never happened where I was talking and didn't know she fell asleep. She just went out like a light. That's the second hilarious. most important thing, Kevin, is this. I can't stop laughing at Valentina's accent for one reason. How do you say the word just? Um, well, I say it weird. I say okay. it with a just, but I, I like to say it like a morning DJ. Gabe, no, how you. do you say it? I'd probably would go just. Okay, that, that, that oh, sounds that about right, guys. Sounds a little okay. bit more right. If I'm, like, I hear that. If I'm picking in her press conference, Valentina could not say the word just in a way that I thought was recognizable. Instead, I thought she kept saying the word jazz example yo jazz very expected she jazz very good and jazz a lot unexpected and i kept thinking like what the fuck is that is she is she talking about jazz like the dance she goes no jazz very unexpected <laughs> so i cracked up so loud in the car and my wife started counting the amount of times before she fell asleep uh that she kept saying the word jazz and my wife thought i was making fun of her at first before then she said no she really is saying that so i thought that was important for our audience to know i want to go to our next fight do you have any other notes on this one gabe uh no 
Okay. That's, that's about it. It was pretty cut and dry. So, you know, Valentina yeah. is, uh, she says that she's open to everything. She doesn't give a fuck. And she had a really great press conference. Good soul. So very happy for her. Now, I want to go to the fight within the welterweights, Kevin, that Milton described as Gunner won that shit, but uh, I was weak, though. He didn't even want to win that fight. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he had <laughs> taken opposite Gunner Nelson, Alex no. the Cowboy Oliveira, whom he I, was I actually think. betting on Gunner, but he said that he oh, was, he was so just disappointed by his performance. performance. Well, he wanted yes. it to be a submission in round two. How bad could it have been? Not good enough for Milton. Milton was saying, like, yo, he's in this fight like he's trying to lose. And then two seconds later, I see him win, and I it, go... It was the second round. Yeah, but Milton, you just... Some things don't make sense with him. I don't know how to put this, Gabe. Can it you was confirm? five minutes and 43 seconds into the fight. Gabe, I'm going to let you say uh, it. I, I don't know. I, I mean, Oliveira definitely got the first round. Okay. Did you score it that way? Yes, however... I also was not – what I was trying to do with Milton was saying, aren't you betting on this guy? And he goes, yeah, <laughs> but he's just a clown. He's just garbage. And I go, wait, didn't he just win now? And he goes, yeah, dog, but nah, just mm, – I can't. I'm all about fighters being themselves and, like, putting it out there. That's what this is all about and winning. And winning's cool, but it's how you won. I was like, what the fuck, dude? I was like, if they make you money, I feel like I could let some shit go. And he goes, nah, not me. So I was like, all right, well, you do you. So that was what was yeah. going on there. However, talk about the submission finish because it was really cool to see him battle back, and it was really bloody. Now, can you describe yeah. the moment of when the final aspect of the fight was going down and why it got so graphic? Hold on, you cut out. My fault. It's fine. No, there's I also just... sirens behind you. Things have gotten dramatic. Let's wrap. <laughs> let's clip out of this. These fights were so boring. Let's get to the Criminal Minds episode that's happening behind Gabe. Gabe, just, put yeah, that I'm, car in drive and follow that ambulance. You follow that police <laughs> car. Whatever it is. I parked on the most residential street because I didn't want to fuck up my audio. And I was like, I should be fine here. <laughs> I just enjoy the fact that Gabe, it sounded like for a split second, goes, hey, Raph, I really wish I could talk about this fight, but they finally found me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, fi- they finally have gotten me. Here I am just sitting in a residential street in like Sherman Oaks. Um, I always knew that drug trafficking would come back to haunt me. <laughs> and here we are. They're never um, taking me alive. <laughs> anyway orange is the new game season one <laughs> but but describe the end of the gunner fight though man he was doing damage from mount he was beating up on him with elbows he was uh he was dropping shots it was one of those things that almost realized i get milton like it seemed like gunner was almost like fighting to not lose in the first and then in the second as soon as they hit the ground and almost like he turned it on like, you realize, like, oh, snap, we're on the ground. Like, I'm, I'm going to finish this dude. And he started dropping elbows, got real, real bloody, and then he finished him with that RNC. And, Kev, the gross part I was alluding to earlier was, you know when you get that final squeeze and it's kind of a bloody fight? Uh, what ended up happening was there was, like, a final squirt, like a horror film. Like, somebody <laughs> hit the squid packet, and then right as the submission was sunk in for the rear naked choke... You just kind of saw like a little splattering of blood and you go, no, that's gross. No, thanks. So that's what happened there. There was a split decision. I was decision. hoping he'd BJ Pennant. <laughs> I know. I don't want any part of that. Again. <laughs> I, I would I would call BJ on this line, but he's already made an appearance on this week's show. So I'm not going to ask him to describe that one. If there we was bring a- him back more than once a week, he gets it goes to his head. Like we genuinely have to stop him from calling when we're not producing. It's kind of like Beetlejuice, except there's no way to make him go away. It's way happier, <laughs> but longer. Yeah. So when we talk about the next fight, it's a featherweight bout between Hakeem Dawadu and Kyle Boschniak. Pure now, crap. It's a pure crap decision, Raph. Oh, Jesus. I, listen. Didn't see Milton. the fight. Pure crap decision. <laughs> Why is it a crap decision? Oh, we were on I, the same side of this one. I, the whole time I thought when he, when he was saying that, I was like, 
wait, I thought I was going to yell out pure crap, and I realized we both picked Bonnie. <laughs> so our <laughs> records have you taking Dawa Do, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Giant no, no he, he did take Dawa Do. So Not I, according I, to I him, did... Raph. What can I do? It's 2018. Oh, he said it twice. Say it one more time, and BJ Penn appears, <laughs> and it's a fact. <laughs> I will tell you the reason why I know that for sure is because while on a tram on the way back to fucking uh, Woody Parking at Disney Adventures, <laughs> I put my cell phone to my ear to say, wait, which pick did he have again here? So, yes, I heard him say Dawadu in the weird way that we Hell say yeah. Dawadu. So I can verify that. You can also go back and listen to it yourself. Anyway, Hell yeah. what was your take on that fight? Um, if I can be completely honest, I'm with you guys. I didn't see that one. Oh, God damn it, Kate. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> did you watch I, I, the I other? See... Like, what happened? How did you not watch that fight and the other fights? I I know because I, I had to watch it like at the end of the night on Saturday. There was a lot of catching up. I watched Lomachenko. A lot of catching up. And uh, and yeah, that, that one I must have just missed honestly mm-hmm. all right likely story we'll breeze past that one how about Thiago santos did you see the, him knock out viciously Woo! jimmy manua yeah <laughs> yeah that was a <laughs> that one was a that one was pretty vicious uh, i first round santos uh definitely you know it, it, there was a little bit of tenderness in the beginning but he, he did very well there was a, a little bit of grappling against the cage but uh, i think he landed a spinning back kick or something like that that was significant in the first and then uh man a crazy crazy punch and put put him down okay all right that was uh, a very fun knockout to see uh, unless you're friends of jerry Manuel or no, but I'm not going to say anything more about this. All right. The other fights, Kev, all decisions on the Fox Sports one. So some things to note. Uh, the model, Elias Theodoro, he won. He beat Eric Anders. Pretty Jessica person. Pr- the pretty person rep. Mm. Don't just go past this. Like, all right. We'll go ahead. We'll, we'll talk about it. On then, behalf but... of the pretty people for America. No, we you're not would like to announce our <laughs> strong congratulations to Elias Thurdo. The guy really, he excels on both ends, both the pretty end and the whatever else end. That's what we call it at the pretty people meetings. Now you, mm. you can go ahead. Thank you. I was really glad that you were able to tell me that. I hope that you get like the bootleg version of the email and you think that you're included. It's a forward, but it, it's yeah. still, I get the notes. <laughs> uh, Jessica, I was able to get out a split decision win over Caitlin Chuk again. And then we've also got Gilbert Burns picking up a win over Oliver Alvarezier. We were together on that one. Dorino. And then, of course, Nina Ansaroff over Claudia Gadea, who uh, Milton puts it as uh, she was the baddest woman for eight minutes on Earth. So, uh, yeah, that's fair. That's that's that early prelims, Kev. This is what seems to be the difference maker, I believe. On over under Kevin, but let's just give you a couple highlights. Kev, how could you go against friend of the show, Diego Lima? Because I'm a fucking idiot. Because my track record with drugs <laughs> and alcohol <laughs> and a history of womanizing have finally caught up to me. And I'm making stupid choices. I'm losing to someone that's selling drugs in Sherman Oaks right now and running from the police. Oh, I yeah. have lost my bearings, Raph. Mm. I'm an idiot. Sorry, Diego. And sorry to Diego Lima's America. That's just my bad. <sighs> All right, Gabe. Did you see any of these? Uh, either I the on Lima the side... one. Okay, what do you think of the Lima fight? Man, I, I the thing is, like, I I know that he was coming off. I don't know how how long it was. I didn't look up the, his record, but I know that he had a, a little loss streak right before this fight. Um, I want to say it was like two or three fights that he that he lost in a row. But man, he put him out with that left hook. It was clean. He threw a little faint with his right hand, and he put him down. That was a clean walk-off. He definitely – I was about to say, it was essentially a walk-off home run is what it looked like once yeah. he knocked him out, Kev. He just kind of threw his hands in the air and goes, oh, I knocked him out. Hey! So 
Yeah, yeah, that one, that one would make Mark Mark Hunt proud. It was uh, definitely something very impressive uh, to behold. Overall notes, though, Gabe, was there anything else that stuck out to you about this card or anything in particular? Uh, we're going to get to the results, but I just kind of want to ask if there was anything else, because we did have some knockouts also between Carlos Diego Fieria and Alexander Rasik or Rakic. Um, you're asking about the overall card, right? Yeah, just overall, if you have any last notes before we get to the results. Last notes, I, I can't. I can't stress enough how, how good Max looked, honestly. That was, uh, like, it, I had a feeling that he might show up in that kind of form. Like, I, I, I was rolling with Ortega, but, man, Max really put it on him. And that was, that was so cool to see, especially after, like, you know, people were talking about, you know, him having concussions and, you know, being scared and the, the weight cut and, the, all these like little doubts and things like that uh, to see him show up the way that he did was so badass. He he's he really is up there as a as a top top tier guy right now, and uh, and I, I love seeing his progression. He's awesome. It was cool to see, and also something else to note here, Kev. It was a good event. I did enjoy it. I was very happy for everybody involved. But Max Holloway, if you guys get the chance to go watch his post-press conference, really go do it. Because it had a little bit of everything. Had great heart. He was able to pay a lot of respect to his opponent. Talked about wanting to go out and hang out with Ortega. But said, "Eh, maybe everybody's a little busy right now, but I'd love to hang out with him. He also was able to talk about what he overcome. He was talking about... Uh, getting on the Blessed Express in a very funny and joking way. He was Blessed talking about Express. the real... <laughs> no, never mind. Go ahead. No, this is a family you know, show. I'm not going to talk I, about it. I will say this, Kev. I hate it with almost anybody else saying it. But when he in the post-presser goes, yeah, you gotta, gotta get on the uh, Blessed Express, you know? It's just, you get on there and, and uh, you know, it's, it's this different, you know? Like, get on it all, okay? And I go... Yeah, I could get on the Blessed Express. He's he's silly enough where I say that works for you. But the real discussion here, Kevin, and this is something that I think opened up the doors to a lot of different conversations. And I'm going to ask this to both of you. Number one, do you want to see a rematch between Holloway and Conor McGregor? Kev, I hand it off to you first. One effing hundred percent swingers, both of them. And I mean, in the Vince Vaughn sense and without, they I are. I was going to ask for clarification on that. Bring in the noise from a fun perspective and from a, we're going to throw rights until someone passes out from exhaustion. Now, do I think that fight will happen? No, I don't. And you know why, Raph. Just don't think mm. Connor's going to fight ever again. Can't see it happening. Doesn't matter. I think Max Holloway also might not fight again. Just my instinct. We'll see. I haven't seen him carrying Whoa. rocks on Whoa. the Hawaiian ocean floor. Would love to see that fight, though. Would love to see it. I upset Gabe. Gabe, Gabe started, go ahead. Gabe I, started I know. joeying us from Blossom halfway <laughs> through that. I, I just thought it was crazy. You said Max wouldn't fight again. I'm curious no, 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 no. I think... Kev was alluding to the fact that Connor may not fight again. I don't think Max will either, Raph, and I still... Oh, no! Early no, hot take! Get no. me on what? Colin Hurd tomorrow! Someone tell Colin I want to sit in his <laughs> tiny chair and scream nonsense about the <laughs> okay, UFC. Okay. He's going to be like, he's hired. I'm going to bring some order back to this chaos podcast. See, I didn't make that up. <laughs> you did well, say that. Well, I you said it, and I own it, Gabe. Uh, you are not crazy. I might be. But you're in bad company, my friend. Gabe, we told okay. you that. Can, can I tell you this, Gabe? You know how you're a cornerman for Milton, and then sometimes he says gibberish, and it's your job to translate. That's essentially my job on this show. So sometimes I know Kevin doesn't conjugate his verbs properly. Sometimes he gets really, really uh, proud of himself because he put in an adverb here and there. But I know what he means, so I give him the opportunity to, to double down on getting it right. And then he says it wrong, and I go, well, fuck me then. Anyway, Conor McGregor, Kevin, part of the reason why it is alluded to the fact that he might not fight again is this week, Coach Kavanaugh was saying, I don't know if I would corner him again. I don't know if that's something he's interested in, which is essentially saying – Conor McGregor has to make a compelling case to his former striking coach to say, yeah, I want him. 
I want to fight again, which is odd. Gabe, what is your take on that situation? Um, I think I did think it was weird that Kavanaugh would say that, but I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like their relationship might be so good that he's, he's more hinting at like, I'll be ready to go when he tells me he's ready to go. And I, I feel I get that part uh, that, that I understand from just from dealing with fighters and, you know, sometimes they may just want to kind of step away for a little bit. And so I, I, I get him saying that he will kind of wait to see and he's not sure if he'll corner him and all that jazz. Oh, um, I have think, a I much think more positive version of what yeah. the context was, because if I'm being so honest, his version was it did allude to the fact like, yeah, I mean, he'll probably fight again. But who knows? He's a guy who's kind of done a lot of crazy shit and his whole life has been unpredictable. So who can say, OK, cool. We're all on the same uh, kind of pace there. However, when he actually started talking about the fact of, I don't know, man, it takes a lot out of me. It takes a lot out of everybody. He would have to make a compelling case for me to come back and coach him. I thought, oh, that's not the same. Yeah, I, I, I get you. Um, so, I, yeah. I, I think Connor's going to fight again. I, I do think too. he's addicted to the game. I think that the the money and everything, like I think that's his persona, and you know he, he, yeah, he of course doesn't need to, but uh, I think that I think that he has a lot of fun in there, and I think that he wants to do it, and I think that he feels like he still has stuff to prove, and uh, and I do think I do think that fight will end up happening with him and Max. So here's kind of where we are, and I'll, I'll jump back to this. Um, I feel also the thing that Connor understands is the life of a fighter. I think he knows how much time he has, and that right now, that's not going to be him in four years. So that's the thing that leads me to believe that once we get all this California Athletic State Commission or whatever, Nevada Commission, coming down on whatever ruling they're going to do, uh, they'll probably try and march him back into a fight. But the quotation that we have here from Kavanaugh is, uh, well, he would certainly have to convince me to go again. I love the whole journey we've had, but I need a good why. It might be Nate again because he promised that fight. It might be a rematch with Khabib, which uh, I don't need to see that. Uh, but if it was just, well, they want me to fight that guy, I think I'd say I wish you the best. Wow. That's rough. So, yeah, that is actually pretty rough. And here's the thing that he's hinting at. He says he has a wife now and kids. I don't want him taking more hits than he needs to. Khabib hit him with a punch in that fight that he has never been hit with in his career. And even Superman slows down at some stage. Kev, is Conor McGregor even in the same league of being compared to a Superman? You know, I was actually, that was the part I took the most pissed offness to. It was like, don't they have their own stupid heroes in Ireland that we can compare them to? <laughs> like, maybe it was an American journalist, but the guy crashed in Nebraska or Kansas. It's hard to remember. Doesn't sound like Conor McGregor. Doesn't have a bourbon named after him. They're not a bad marketing campaign. I don't get any of this. Yeah. He just kind of got his ass kicked. I'm talking about Connor by the mm. best MMA fighter in his division. It's time to like look for something a little redeeming, isn't it? Yeah. Is that Max well, Holloway? Maybe. That kind of sounds fun. Well, it seemed like Max he did get handed uh his ass when he fought Connor McGregor the last time. People were saying though, is Max at a different place in his life? Is he a better fighter than he was two years ago or however many years ago? So yeah, wasn't he like twelve? Well, whenever he keeps saying he's like, yeah, that guy, that was a kid, you know, I was different now, you know, it's different, it's different who I am now. And I go, yeah, but you're not that much old and eh, whatever. I mean, I get you, kid. So there is all of that. Second part of the question I have for everybody, which is this. Tony Ferguson made his presence very clear when he said, you know what? That looks fun, Holloway. How about you and I get together? And Dana White looked like he was just salivating in the post-presser going, yeah, I can fucking see that. Yeah. What do you guys think of that? It looks fucking fun. You want me to book that right now? I'll do it. Don't you fucking dare me, fucking bloody elbow. So is that something that interests you, Gabe? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a fun fight. I, uh, I want to see I, – I, I really would like to see Max – fight Connor 
But because um, I do think it'll be different this time around. But uh, that being said, I yeah, I'll I'll definitely watch that fight too. I mean, Tony's a Tony is a really really good champ in his own right, and I think that he uh, he and Max would have a, have a fun one. I don't know stylistically how that'd play out. They're both kind of scramble based, lanky ish guys. Um, that prefer a lot of stand-up, so I, I think it'd be fun. All right. Here's the last question. One of the things that I believe Max was asked or was presented with was, do you think you are the best of all time at your division? He said, no way, Jose. Aldo is... <laughs> Anytime I can shoehorn that joke, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Other people are saying, like Dylan Dennis, whoa, that's so Ouch. disrespectful to Connor. And Gary Tonin. Yes, of course. Gary wishes he was at that weight <laughs> a majority of the days. <laughs> he does. He works every day. But is there something to be said in the fact that, yes, Max is one of those people with the longest streaks. He's in that conversation now. Is that something that we have to explore? Kevin, I'll ask you that first. No. Uh, one or two more. He needs a money fight. He needs a super fight. He's done a great job in his division, but his division kind of varies. And yeah. I He beat an awesome opponent here, but he also still beat a relatively new-ish opponent in terms mm-hmm. of this level. So I think it's time for Max to ascend to the next phase. Make that money. Don't fight as often. Who gives a shit about the weight? Put it in a different country. You can eat whatever he wants. There's a lot to be discovered on the future for him. So I'm looking for that next echelon, and then I'm in. If he, Gabe, like, you know, it's maybe him and a Diaz. Like, there's a lot of opportunity out there. Just give him a money fight. Okay. Gabe, are you on the same place? Um, I, I get what Kevin <laughs> means, but, uh, I mean, he beat Jose Aldo twice, though. You know, I, I feel like that is a a big name, high profile fight that should put you in the conversation. But I would like him to get another either Khabib, a Ferguson, McGregor, one more of those before we start talking about him being the best of the division. I, I agree with that part. Oh, him versus Khabib. I'm watching. I'm watching they, that fight. They kind of floated that one and then they kind of said, eh, probably not. I, I do know this, though. The fact that Tony Ferguson recognizes his place in the division where they might kind of screw him over, I think it was a really smart bet on him to say, Max? Uh? Yeah. So yeah, I, I like that. But then I also realized what kind of reach both of them would have. And then I kept thinking, that's such a fucking gangly fight. It's weird, huh? It's just I couldn't quite picture it a hundred percent but yeah I'd, I'd watch that fight i have no issue with that so anyway kev i think we've discussed enough matters here i think yeah. we have some results to get to <laughs> i think it's important that we really we get go. to that point where we All say right. who won however gabe i'm gonna ask you this right now how confident are you that you won this uh not confident because I didn't even realize I picked who. Who is it that I said I picked and I got the I have chose the other guy? Well, you um, say Dawadu because you actually picked oh, Dawadu, yeah. but yeah. you were you were saying that you were picking Kyle on that one and was like no. yeah. And Kevin was trying to steer you that direction, which unfortunately is not allowed in over under Kevin rules, at least in this particular case. So you don't feel confident, Kevin. How do you feel about your results? Um, more and more confident by the second Gabe talks. I'd like for him to tell me <laughs> if perhaps he feels like he messed up the Diego Lima pick or nope. that it wasn't Jessica <laughs> I he chose because either of those things would really be helpful right now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I can reveal to you the following results, which is this. Kevin got six right. Milton got seven right. Gabe also got seven, which would make Ooh. Gabe the winner of this week's. There you go. Woo! Champs. 
Well, okay. Let's let's discuss this though, because there's a lot of emotions to process here. First, you beat Kevin, which not hard. But second, you tied with Milton, and Milton was saying that you don't even watch the fight, so you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I I expected him to say something along those lines, and he was right because I which one did I miss? Uh, I missed uh, the uh, the Dawoodu one. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I mean, you, you ended up getting that one right. You just couldn't remember it. And that's fine. That's what yeah. happens. It's just, Kev, how do you feel knowing that you lost to Milton kind of a second time? Lower than low. low lower than low. What's deeply low? Bill Snyder retired from K-State after decades of a consistent program. I feel like he would be the only person who could lift my spirits today. Based off of the results, seven to six in some heartbreak bullshit decisions. Just bullshit. First of all, my opponent doesn't even know who he chose in the Bosniak fight. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I present exhibit A in the this is fucked title that I'm pursuing. There's a lot here that doesn't stack up, including the score. So I'll call this an asterisk loss. No, to no, one. Not, no, it's not. Kevin, Gabe, here's what happened. Whatever. Kevin, here's what happened. Before uh, we had Gabe on air, Kevin and I went down. And Kevin, in no uncertain terms, said he did not trust my results. And Didn't, don't, and won't. So how does that feel? We literally, yeah, we literally went pick by pick. And Kev, at one point, when I went down every single pick and said, do you have this? Do you have this? He still came away with, and we tied. And I go, Kev, you literally had me go down all the picks with you. I have it ahead for Milton or for Gabe. And he just goes, now we tied. And I go, how is it? Okay. Well, I would like to point out <laughs> that while your results were correct, your totals might have been a scotch inflated. Yeah, but that was just before I double-checked my work. I always double-check my work, Kev. Thank all you. Right. Mm. I'm just saying we're all capable of small mistakes. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, we're all capable of small mistakes. And that's what happened mistakes. to me this week. And I was capable <laughs> of a giant one. Damn it. So anyway, Gabe. I mean, he's good at jujitsu, so <laughs> fine. Gabe, what is it that Kevin has to do now as a result of this loss? Oh, goodness. You said you'd help me pick this. Well, we yeah, did. I, I mean, we, we said we, it last week. Gabe, are you I owe you a commercial for skills? your fitness bullshit. Yeah, yeah I want For I your want my whatever commercial, podcast. Yeah, you're getting, yeah, you're getting the real legit version, not just the... All right, cool. <laughs> that we have to keep it in a minute version. We don't with this one. No. <laughs> so, we so don't. We'll, this could be however long. This can be as long as we need it to be. <laughs> I could take an actual workout. You never know. Maybe we'll do one of those Malcolm hey. Gladwell things where he tries uh, the food <laughs> thing that they send to him. He's like, Freshly has sent me a steak. Blue Apron. That's who he... What? Doesn't matter. I'm going to stop giving them bullshit sponsors. Gabe Calvento, come into a podcast near you. This man will change you your go. abs and your life and make your sexual partners more satisfied. I don't think be we can ready. say that. Oh, okay. Well, I'll start wow. with the first two. No, we can say that. We can say that. Oh, suck it, Raph. I told you I should click the <laughs> for adults. Just listen, when Gabe gets somebody who sends him a, a result <laughs> back or or puts a bad review on whatever fitness people use, this is how bad it is, Kev. I don't know what apps Hey, if they do his use. core workout, they won't have any complaints. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but don't you like yeah. that I'm trying to come up with a joke here and I go... You know, what fitness people use on their <laughs> phones. Why don't, what's the, on their Fitbits. <laughs> what are do. they called and who do they use? <laughs> anyway, them. Those people. So when they get around and they give them a result and they go, yo, I thought I could last longer in bed. Guess I couldn't. Thanks, Gabe. That's all good. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right. Well, we are very excited. We will make sure to promote you well. However, we do have one ask, which is, Gabe, when can we expect new episodes of your podcast? We just can't promote podcasts that don't exist. Ooh, there you go. 
Um, I have been working a lot on trying to get out some new episodes. So hopefully by next week, what's today? Today's Tuesday. So Monday, I should be dropping some new episodes. Okay. All right. Are you going to like Netflix them where it's like 20 episodes all at once? <laughs> or, you know, you're going to love Actually, it. That sounds, that sounds kind of cool, but uh, no, I'm, I'll probably drop one on Monday and then I'm hoping to drop maybe like three that week. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Gabe is slow playing his mixtape release over here. Yeah. Uh, now, Gabe, you clearly have showed you're more dominant at picking than Kevin. Do you have any advice that you'd like to give him before you start to depart the show? <laughs> um, I was hoping I'd have more trash talk for him, but I don't. So instead, uh, since I went and got those seven or I really wish I just got the Max Holloway one right so I could say I had eight as opposed to everybody else, but it's all good. I'm good. Okay. That's that's the classy way of doing it. Kev, do you have any last words for, for Gabe? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> USADA says technical issue led to disappearance no. of recent Brock Lesnar test sample. <laughs> and I say... Technical wow. issue led to recent loss of Gabe versus Kevin wow. UFC 231 results. <laughs> Basically the same from bjpen.com backslash copro. I cannot believe the injustice, but I respect the sentence. Gabe, a gentleman and a scholar. I expect to learn what that <laughs> thing called the rubber guard is from you the next time we get uh-huh. to be on the mats. Definitely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here's what I'm going to say. Gabe, you're always somebody that we uh, we enjoy seeing over at the 10th Planet Van Eyes. I need you to do us a solid. Give us the places where people can find your podcast or follow you on the social media because they probably listened to this and said, wow, this guy knows what he's talking about. I want to go subscribe to his podcast that has nothing to do with picking fights. Or I want to learn my fitness because he beat some guy who barely is getting back to training jujitsu this week, which might be picking mm-hmm. on those less fortunate. But anyway, Gabe, where can they go find you? Uh, you can find me online if you're looking to connect on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. You can find me at GCAL Fitness. That's GCAL Fitness. And if you want to listen to the podcast, they are available everywhere that you can listen to podcasts. And it is called the GCAL Fitness 5 Minutes to Fit Podcast. Cool. And are you doing fitness for the holidays? Like, what What if people are trying to, like, burn off that fat for the holiday? Fitness for the holidays, I am pushing a bunch of uh, at-home workout stuff that people can do. They don't feel like going to the gym because of the holidays. They want to stay home and stay cozy. I've been uh, putting all those videos out on Instagram, on Facebook, everywhere, and For people that live in the Los Angeles area, I am doing different kinds of deals for the holidays. If you want to come in for your first time, you are more than welcome. You are invited to come work out with me this whole month and get started on your New Year's resolution. Excellent. Well, we're very happy to hear all those things. Gabe, again, cannot stress enough. And just as a reminder, if you guys are listening this week and just this week, um, there is the Toys uh, drive that they're doing over at 10th Planet Van Nuys that is happening, I believe, this Saturday, the 15th. And that is from yes. 2 to 4. And they're in exchange for an un or was it an unwrapped toy? Uh, an unopened toy. Uh, we you. are doing Toys for Taps. And it's a seminar where a bunch of the coaches at 10th Planet Van Nuys we're getting together. And uh, a lot of the guys will be teaching. I'm not teaching this year, I've taught the last couple of years, but. A bunch of the guys are going to be teaching, and it's a, it's a seminar, and the only cost is that you would bring in a toy that is unopened that we could donate uh, for the love movement, and they are going to be donating all of the toys. That's right. You guys can learn from some of the best coaches that 10th Planet has to offer and Milton. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be teaching some stuff, too. Uh, I'm pretty excited to show up this year and just be learning and not teaching, so it should be fun. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we can't say enough good things about Gabe, but uh, I I mean we can. We're going to stop doing that now. Ladies and gentlemen, please go follow (laughs) him. Very good friend of ours, Gabe Calvinto. Thank you. I appreciate you guys.
The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is... 